Today's episode, we are going to kind of, it's an open conversation, more of a discussion, and it's all about prioritizing time outside of the treatment room. And I really like this episode because we went at it really organically, and I feel like maybe hearing about how Emily and myself try to schedule time outside of the treatment room for ourselves personally, just to have some um, time away to reset, to be creative, but also to not get so stuck on the now. And when you get so stuck on the now in the treatment room, it doesn't allow your business to thrive or grow for the future and to scale. And so this episode is a really great open discussion on, again, how are you prioritizing your time? So I think you'll enjoy. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Emily. We are licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two SC besties, aka us, who have a cocktail or two and converse about our journey in the treatment room. Our goal is to start changing the mindset of estheticians by sharing our vulnerabilities and business strategies to let you know that you are not alone and you can have it all. Cheers! Hey guys, with every episode we like to have, you know, a drink because we thirsty bitches. <laughs> or something. <laughs> something. So um, today's drink is uh, Simply. They have a bunch of juices in the grocery section of, oh my God, the grocery section? I the mean, fridge, hopefully. The fridge section of the grocery store where all the cold juices are. Um, so you may know Simply as like their orange juice, but they have a whole line called their mixology line, which are non-alcoholic flavored juice beverages. So they're kind of like mocktails ready made for you with fresh juice. And we are doing a lime margarita. I'm ready for this. I love margaritas. So it's going to be a combination of orange and lime juices, which makes sense because if you make a true margarita, um, use triple sec or some orange liqueur mixed with it. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I just served this one on the rocks with a rimmed salt um, on the top and then just the juice. I kept it mocktail style. So I – Emily, go serve. We're sharing this one, you guys. So I'm going to smell it. It smelled like a margarita. It smells just like a margarita. Mm-hmm. There's, Mel put a little salt on the rim. A so. lot of salt. Yeah. A little, a lot. Yeah, it's, like, well, <laughs> it's overtaking the glass. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It tastes, you guys, it literally tastes like a lime margarita on the it's rocks. very good. Wow. I was mm-hmm. going in with full expectations because I just was like, it might be too sweet or like not just too limey. It's like, okay, if you've ever had their limeade before, which I have and I love, it's like a lighter version of that. Yum. So if you obviously if you like margaritas, if you like the taste of lime, you will really like this one. And if you do want to add tequila to this, you could and boom, easy, easy margarita. It's really good. I could see this really good frozen, Uh like putting this with some ice in the blender and having a frozen lime margarita. With a fresh lime, like a fresh squeeze of lime. This is really good. A lot of times I feel like fake margaritas are so sweet tasting and this is just really, really good. So I like this even better than the other one, I think. Yeah, because we've tried the The strawberry guava mojito, but I'm more of a – here's the deal, you guys. 
I'm not a big mojito person. I'm more of a tequila. Like I'm more margarita girl. I love margaritas. I like more well. tart. Yeah. So um, this was really good. I'm really impressed with the Simply's new non-alcoholic flavored juice beverages. I would run and get them for the summer. Like Definitely. this Stock is great up. as a mocktail. I don't even really miss the tequila yet. <laughs> for now. For now. I mean, it's only – it's not noon yet and it's a Thursday. So it's probably for the best for doing mocktails today. Yeah. So with that being said, cheers Cheers. and on to the episode. All right, guys. So today's topic is all about how we as estheticians need to prioritize self. So Mel, how would you word that? (laughs) Great. Great question. Uh, Or Yeah. I would say um, prioritizing time for yourself outside of the treatment room, right? this, This is personal self, but also the time that you need to work on your business as a futuristic goal, right? Like when you're in the treatment room, we are so focused on the now, which we have to be because we're working with clients. Mm -hmm. And when like, there's so many big picture things that are always moving for Emily and I, like different parts of the wheel, I guess you could say, or spokes of the wheel. And I feel like when I'm in the treatment room, I don't have time to work on those things. So I also have to dedicate time outside of the treatment room to work on those things. And then on top of that, I also have to find time for myself to be away from work so I can like refuel myself. So I have like that creative energy still. Absolutely. And also maintain relationships with the people around you, your partner, your spouse, friends, And I think it's really easy to kind of go into a codependency with your job, which is something that we learned about at our conference. We're going to be talking about our conference at the Worth Women um, forever. (laughs) (laughs) So just get used to us hearing, like hearing about this all the time. Um, But we learned about that codependency and how it is really um, easy for us to fall into just like our job being our identity. But also I think it can kind of become, um, I don't want to say addiction because I think that's a little bit of an extreme word, but maybe for some people that's true, but it's really easy to become very consumed with our work and it's, it's not, and it's because we just love it, you know, and we want to get to the next, level and we want to be the best that we can be, but it can really be all consuming. And so how do we find balance with one, staying creative, finding time outside of the treatment room to do everything that we need to get done, which includes, you know, prepping for social media, um, education. So right now we're taking the Allie Reeves course and learning a lot there. Um, doing the back end stuff and then also finding time to just care for ourselves. You know, there's a lot of, like you said, moving parts. And so how, what does it look like for us to balance all of that? Yeah. And I was listening to um, Matthew McConaughey on a recent podcast interview. He's so smart this morning and this really hit home. So he has two um, big things. There's happiness and there's joy. Mm-hmm. And happiness, I think we, a lot of times, especially with my job, I'm, I, again, this is my Enneagram also, I'm like I'm an enthusiast. I'm always looking for the next best thing. So you are like, okay, if I hit, let's just say like, my goal is to hit 
you know, $200,000 and I'll be happy. And then you hit it. And then you have like a brief second of happiness. And now you're like, okay, now I want to, you know, it's never ending. And he says that if you are just trying to obtain happiness, it's not sustainable no. because you will never ever be happy. And instead he said, you should start thinking of joy. Mm-hmm. And those are like the people around you or the things that you do. Let's say like for me, I love cooking. I love going for walks outside and I love going on vacation with my husband or friends, like traveling. Mm-hmm. Those things are obtainable those are the things that actually are something that does happen where it's not like okay well now what's the next best thing no those are like your daily things that bring you joy and they can mm-hmm. be small like having your coffee in silence for 15 minutes in the morning before you start your day and those little things are what allows you to be a better person and actually what ends up happening is you end up being happier so mm-hmm. it was kind of like Woof. Yeah, that's I think if you're an entrepreneur, we struggle with, you know, we have these goals and you know, if we get this or if we have this much in sales or if we have this many clients or if my books are full. Guess what? My books get full and then I'm burnt out. Exactly. I hit my I hit my goal but then I I like obviously have more expenses or you know that I'm like, "Okay, I want to hit another goal." And right. It never it's like chasing. And well, so- Exactly. Because happiness is fleeting and it's not a negative thing. Like, of course, everyone wants to be happy, but joy is rooted in something deeper Mm -hmm. and it's something that no one can take from you. When you have joy, it is yours. And um, it's really important to maintain that and to keep that just like, you know, it goes hand in hand with peace. Right. So like, what are we doing to actively bring ourselves peace to keep our joy rooted and to balance all of this exactly that's a really good point and so like this the reason for this topic you guys today is I mean we're just kind of we don't have anything written down for this we're kind of pulling this because this is very organic and just right off of the top of what we're thinking and feeling because like today is my work from home day which this is why Emily so Emily and I both work four days a week in studio sometimes three depending on like the week but like our most most of our schedule is four day. We kind of schedule it. Yeah. Sometimes and, five, sometimes three. It really, it can vary depending, but if there was like a trip or something, you know, yeah. like there's exceptions, but like yeah. on the standard, we're mostly four days a week, two longer days, one kind of like normal, like eight hour day. And then like one shorter day is usually kind of how we roll it. Mm-hmm. The problem is like, I was just thinking about this this morning and I was going to post on the Instagram, which I, I think I still am going to is, you know, I work four days a week in studio. I do about 32 hours a week in studio and I have my work from home day and I just feel like it gets so overloaded. Like I would love to have this day be more of, you know, four hours of working from home and the rest for me. But what mm-hmm. ends up happening is I have like, to, here's a prime example today. We were podcast batching this morning. Then I have, um, I have to do emails and follow-ups with clients. I have a virtual consult call I have for clients for um, acne. And then I have my financial advisor annual meeting um, that we're doing over Zoom. Then I have lunch. Then I have my hot seat call for the coaching that we're doing with training. And it's like, then it's 2.30. Yeah. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yep. And then I have a nail appointment. So again, like it's a combination of these like personal appointments, but they also like kind of tie into business, you know, like obviously my advisor and obviously this education coaching is for our business. And it's like, it just is never ending. And I was kind of like, 
damn it, today is so back to back. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, in an ideal world, I would work three days a week in studio. I would have a work from home day like this and I'd be fine with it. And then the fifth day would be no effing work. Like, yes, just maybe personal errands, running some errands, doing what I want to do. Maybe go get lunch with a friend, but no work. But it doesn't seem to work out that way. So I'm really curious (laughs) if you guys listen to this, like what, um, oh, on top of that, you guys, on top of the studios, the hours in studio, I work, you know, additional like 20 hours, I feel like a week on back end stuff. So we're looking Mm -hmm. at like 50 plus hours a week just in my business. And so- I'm really curious what other estheticians, how many hours a week are they working in studio? How many hours a week are they doing on back end? And then like the not work in studio, like how much work are you doing? Well, it- exactly. I I would be curious to know what everyone's daily routine looks like because we, uh, you're married, I'm single, we don't have kids. Like what are the people doing that have children? Like, um, <laughs> oh, I know. it's, I don't know. I Let us know, listeners out and, there. <laughs> and I'm very like time organized. Like Emily knows, mm-hmm. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very like I told myself I was gonna work out, so I worked out this morning. Like I'm very yep. intelligent with mm-hmm. my time, and I'm very intentional with my time. Very organized. I don't have children yet, so again, I can be selfish. Thank Jesus, right now because mm-hmm. I mean I wouldn't be able to come home from working in studio and then be on my computer for another two hours doing work if I had a child. And so, no. what are you guys doing? Are you just like is maybe having a child somewhat freeing because it really puts more in perspective what's important? Maybe. Yeah, or I think kind of juggle I, everything. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think you have to have grace for yourself. And some things just simply are not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you really have to like, put your foot down and be like, Nope, I, I cannot do this. Like I cannot do like, all the extra curricular activities. I'm sure people feel lost and in themselves and in their job sometimes too. And they're just like, I don't really know who I am right now. I'm kind of in survival mode. Um, and I think it's easy to feel that way regardless of where you're at in life. Um, and so, um, even like me, I don't have kids. I have a dog and she's a puppy and it's like even just taking care of her every day. I'm like, this is a slight part-time job, like between taking her to daycare and, um, bringing her to my parents' house because she, I don't like leaving her alone. So it's like a lot of driving time. I feel like I'm in my car all the time. And so how do we use our time to the fullest? Like, are we making the most of our time? I think is what I'm trying to say. Like, how are we being intentional with filling the empty spaces? And I think sometimes having empty space is good. I think you need that. And I think that having flexibility is key. Um, but also like it does take a lot of intentionality. So when you're driving in the car on the way to work, that's when I do a lot of like my personal, like reflection when I pray, when I, you know, I listen to, um, just different audio things, um, whether it's a book, whether it's a podcast, like that's kind of my me time. And so when then, when I'm at home, I can kind of focus more on work or making dinner or, whatever, you know, so it's just like finding your own rhythm within your life and everyone's going to look a little bit different. And I think comparison can sort of put you in a spiral as well. Like, oh my gosh, this person is so organized and 
I'm just not that way. And it's like, listen, there's a lot of people who are unorganized, but we manage it and we can always improve. But I think it's just finding the rhythm that works for you and then being intentional within that. So having those days each week that is, you know, dedicated for work, having another day that is dedicated for personal things and you're putting things aside, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no. And I think right now I feel like a little like, overwhelmed because and I hate using that word but it's true because like and I even told my husband I was like we're doing this online coaching right now mm-hmm. we're gonna be like creating some courses so I was like the next eight weeks are gonna kind of be insane so I'm like yeah the time I have is gonna be working on creating course content on this online coaching with Ali Reeves like which so it's like you know if you were working full-time and then you're also doing like online schooling you know it's like yeah top of that so like I know this is temporary and it's for bigger and better things so I have to remind myself that right because the goal of it is to allow us to have more freedom once things get more implemented by the end of this year so again it's like this is a temporary thing and I'm excited about it I'm not like annoyed by it but just sometimes I'm like this is where I I would be sometimes it would be nice to be maybe not so organized because I, I would be a little more like uh, you know what? I'm just going to wing it today. It's not my personality. I can't just, the only time I'm like that is if I'm on a beach in Mexico on vacation. And that's why I do vacations because vacation Mel is like, so chill. Like, right. like whatever. I'll <laughs> time. And uh, I feel like I'm definitely more, um, that way the majority of the time, but I'm learning how to hone in, you know, <laughs> I'm learning how to manage my time. I'm learning how to keep myself, in order in a way that works for me obviously I'm never going to be as organized as you and that's okay and I am an extreme person yeah and I'm I'm self-aware enough to know that that is just not how I will ever be and I'm good with that um but there are still things that I can do within how I am wired that can you know help me stay on track and so I'm learning what that looks like. And it's so much intentionality. And it's really a lot of like thinking ahead for me personally. Um, And even within that, some people would be like, you're still so like, your ducks are everywhere. And it's like, yeah, they are, but I know where they are. They're everywhere, but I know where they are. (laughs) And so I think it's just, um, life is always about just, how do I say it? Like, you were never going to arrive. We're never going to be, you know, exactly where we want to, but it's being content to, you know, it's yeah. learning how to be content within wanting to improve. And that is tricky. And I do tell people to like, yes, I'm organized, but you guys, like, I didn't just like wake up and become organized. Like I look back and realize that this, I've been training myself for this since junior high, because in junior high, they gave us these planners and they were like, you have to write in your planners daily they would like check them because they wanted to hold us accountable to like our homework our to-do list and everything and at the time I was like this is annoying but also I love like a calendar like a good like little planner yep and so I would write everything down I would write down like my to-do list and so I started being really diligent with that I did that through high school we also got planners they didn't obviously check them anymore and then when college they gave us free planners too and this is like before phones were attached to our hips so like again I wrote down everything my schedules my letters, 
everything. And I kind of, I've done that through, you know, elementary school, high school, college. And then when I got a corporate job, this, we had daily planners. We had to check like a weekly planner. We had to like fill out and submit into our manager because like we were on account calls and like in and out of the office. And they wanted to make sure that you were like prospecting and had meetings set up with your clients. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've, when I like, you know, people are like, no, you're so organized, but it's like, um, I've been forced trained to be organized since junior high. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, when you think of, like, like, Emma's like, holy shit. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Like why yeah. you're I the mean, way. We had, we had planners in all throughout, um, you know, elementary high school, but I would just like doodle. I would doodle in mine. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> and somehow I passed and somehow I made it. Somehow I went to college. Somehow I survived. And somehow here I am. Okay. <laughs> and and here's some like, honestly, some easy things that you can do, even if you're not super organized is what I tell people. If I feel overwhelmed, like I have a lot to do this during the week and I don't know where I'm going to put it. I just like, so instead of working on Sundays, I try to be really mindful not to work Sundays unless for some reason it's like an exception. Like I told myself I was going to work on some stuff. Yeah. I, um, I just take a piece of paper and I write down all the things I want to get done that week. I don't say when or where, but when I visually see the list, it erases the stress. And then I wake up Monday and I'm like, okay, like I feel I can accomplish a couple of things off the list today. And it eliminates a lot of stress. The other thing that I do, which you'll, I feel like people have heard or seen on organization or like making life less stressful is I will kind of like mentally tell myself what I'm going to wear that week. Because then when I wake up, I just like, no. And it, it eliminates so much like stress and reduces so much wasted time. I literally have my clothes sitting on my Peloton right now that I picked out. Yeah, last it makes night. such a difference. It does. And I think too, like I, for as far as like maybe planning like social media or things like that for posting ideas, um, doing a week at a glance is really helpful. Yeah. So like Mel and I will kind of send each other like, this is what we want to do this week for the skin distillery. This is what we want to do for the lounge. And then, you know, sometimes it it like strays you know but just having like that visual and at least like a tentative game plan is really key and then because I like, always if plan it away from you, like if a day got away from you or from me and like if I know the like the plan of attack for the post I'll be like hey um do you want me to post it and I'm gonna be like yeah. yeah like I'm busy so it, it kind of holds us accountable if one of us gets busy Yep, definitely. And, you know, maybe a week is too overwhelming for you. And maybe you need a month, you know, everyone's different. But I think like, just know what works for you and then execute it in that way. So if just planning three days ahead, if just planning the night before, like lay it out in whatever way that you need to. And um, just keep that visual. I mean, if we've learned anything, especially this year, it's like writing things down is so key. Having it in front of your face is so important to keeping yourself on track, whether it's, you know, daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, or long picture vision for your life. Write it all down. Yeah. And again, I would say a lot of our tasks that we have to do on a daily basis are things we don't want to do. And a lot no. of working out and some days I don't want to work out but I know it will make me feel better so I force myself to do it and so a lot of I mean I don't like doing emails back to clients but I have to and right it's not it's not that I love 
every aspect of my job, but it's things that need to get done in order for my job to be like done to the best it needs to be. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so, I mean, I don't like washing dishes, but I have to do it if I make dinner, you know? So just, yep, you have to realize that motivation does play a role, but it's not really motivation. It's just being, just not giving yourself excuses anymore. If mm-hmm. that's Yep, exactly. And it's really easy to talk ourselves out of things. I'll do that <laughs> like, I don't feel yeah. like it. I'll do it tomorrow. And it's like, well, tomorrow's come and gone and we're still where we were and <laughs> we're not getting to where we want to be. Why is that? You know, and maybe it's because you're burnt out. You're not put prioritizing time for yourself and you aren't really putting an effort into balance you know and so that's why it's like the the four-day work week works so well and sometimes you can't do that and that's okay not everyone is at that place but then it's like okay how how can you manage what you are working with you know and it's just it's intentionality I just saw an esthetician um post that she was not gonna so she works late on Fridays and she's sick of that because she wants to enjoy her summer on Friday Nicole yeah Nicole and she said that her Wednesday is her work from home day and she's like I'm gonna move those three hours to my Wednesday morning and I'm thinking Nicole just don't just quit those three hours like right right that's where I'm like we always seem to sacrifice we're like well I need to you know move you know, and I'm like, I don't think you need to, if anything, no. raise your prices or enjoy the summer, because I think that time for you is going to be more valuable for you to be better in the treatment room. Absolutely. And I think, again, people, it goes back to the money. People are afraid to lose money. They're afraid to um, lose clients because they're not in as much. And it's like, that's not going to happen. You actually make more money when you are prioritizing yourself, keeping your mental health in check and keeping your business organized. And that means taking time away from the treatment room and focusing, you know, on the back end stuff or personal things. And when you are healthy, that reflects in your business and that money will come back to you. Don't worry about that. That's something that I have had to learn a lot lately is just don't stress about that. Look at the bigger picture and you know, even with cancellations, like we talked about this in our last podcast that we recorded, but when cancellations happen, we, we panic a little bit like, oh, we're going to lose money and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it's like, no, maybe you can take that time to work on back end stuff. You can take that time to go for a walk, you know, around the, or take a nap in your studio bed because that's what I did today. I was lethargic, you guys. I was getting my period, which I got today. And I no wonder I like, felt like death yesterday and Ugh. was freaking tired. So I, Emily knows I never take naps in studio. Mm-mm. I was shocked. She sent me a, a, a picture and I was like, Mel, what? I woke, <laughs> I woke up and I was, I passed out that cold for 30 minutes. I was just so tired. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's important. Your body needed that and you were listening, you know, so you, you utilized your time in a way that was productive for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So kind of like, I guess, to transcend this conversation to kind of the next level is like, what are things that we can do as estheticians to kind of keep us 
healthy mentally and not be overwhelmed by all the stuff that we have to do, Emily? No kidding. Well, I think one, it's making sure that we're not workaholics and yeah. in the studio from sunup to sundown. There is no need for that. Hey, Emily, say say no to good things so you can say yes to great things. Exactly. We always think we have to say yes to those clients wanting to get in and we don't. You don't. Yep. Keeping our, our boundaries in place. So we have our work hours set for a reason and sticking to that. And yes, there's going to be times where, you know, you have the, those one or two clients that you make an exception for. I'm not saying don't do that. It's, you know, I get it. But at the same time, your yes should be your, your yes and your no should be your no. So when you are creating your schedule, create it for the life that you want to live. That's why we're business owners, right? So we could do that. And don't stray from that. That is like your personal boundaries. That's your personal time once you clock out of the day. So extending your times constantly is going to drain you. So be mindful of that. Um, I think having time. What? Like once, maybe like once a month, like just a you day. Yes, exactly. Prioritize a time where you can just go get a facial yourself, have lunch with a girlfriend, um, go to a park and go for a walk, or even just have the day off and play hooky with your kids. Like you can, again, create the life that you want based off of, you know, creating those boundaries within your, your hours that you work. Yeah. And I think a couple, like, I mean, I definitely, I think being really mindful and um, intentional with your schedule is huge because when you are, then it seems like everything flows really nicely because my Wednesdays are my short days, but lately I've been having, I've been having to add clients in and I actually don't need to be doing that and Mm -hmm. ruining my short day, which my short day is kind of the day where I try to do like my doctor's appointments, like a lot of personal appointments in the afternoon. So then I don't have to do it on my weekends. And so again, really sticking to your boundaries of your schedule is going to be the biggest savior for your mental capacity. Um, and then like what I started doing in the beginning of this year is I put the do not disturb setting on my iPhone, um, that runs from Sunday through Thursday. I don't know. It's like, it runs basically from 7 PM to 7 AM. It just says like, do not disturb. So when I get notifications, I don't see them. And on top of that, like, then if a client texted me, they would get the notification back that says, do not disturb. Mm-hmm. But then they know that, like, their message went through, but I'm not going to reply back. And so yep. day, and that's also been really great for my mental sanity. I love that. I've been um, not quite as strict, but I've been waiting to look at my phone um, an hour after I wake up. Nice. Like, it's so easy start scrolling, start checking emails, start reading text messages. Like I wake up and I see that people have texted me, but I do not look, I do not reply for at least like 45 minutes to an hour. I have a slow wake up. I drink my coffee, my bone broth. I take Willow out. I watch the news or turn on, I'm currently watching One Tree Hill. So I have that on and I just like have some time to ease into my day. And then at night I try to do the same. I'm not as good about nighttime. I feel like I'm 
on my phone until I go to bed, but it is a goal of mine to be off at least an hour before I go to bed, just to let my mind kind of calm down. You know, there's so much information coming at us constantly. And it's like, okay, out of 24 hours, two days or two hours set aside to just like not work. Like that is not a lot of time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, I mean, like being on your phone, like I definitely, especially with you having ADHD, Emily, and even me, I think it just like decreases my patience level so much more that like, I have a harder time even focusing on like TV shows. And so like, I just like, I'm like, I guess gotta be off my phone after like 7.30 PM. Otherwise I just go down a rabbit hole and it rewakes my brain. And so I'm, I'm also just trying to be more mindful of like the time, how much time I waste on my phone scrolling and it, it's just not needed. Like no, it, it just, it sucks. It exactly. sucks things away from you. <laughs> So I've been trying to be more mindful about that for this year, which has been helpful. Um, anything else that you, you feel like we're missing that would be something really valuable that somebody can do to kind of, I mean, again, I think you do need to set aside a work from home day. Yep. So if you're working five days a week, one of those days, either you shouldn't be in studio and you need to move those hours to the other four would be my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Because when you go in studio, I get distracted by the studio. Totally. And not do that, then at least have one of those days be a really short day, like only four hours in studio. So then the other four hours of that day are meant for work from home stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. I hope you guys found this valuable. I would love to hear more about um, after this episode, if you want to send us a voice message or an email or an Instagram message, I would love to hear how many hours like, you're in studio. I might even post right now today just to kind of get a vibe about that. You um, should. Yeah, I would, I'm so you know, curious. You know, mm-hmm. like how, how many days a week are you in studio? How many hours a week are you in studio? What would be your like dream schedule? And seeing like if you're actually doing your dream schedule or not, you know, so mm-hmm. I It'll be three days a week and we'll eventually get there. But right now it has to be four for financial reasons of where I want to get our business growing. And exactly. We're making a small sacrifice to have the bigger things coming our way. Yep, exactly. And I'm proud of everybody who's listening. I'm proud of us, Mel. I think we're all just doing the best that we can. And sometimes we just need these little reminders to like take a step back and um, work is not your identity. Work is not our identity remember like your priorities your personal things that are important to you and keeping that in the front before work you know yourself Mm -hmm. your family your friends and making sure that you're prioritizing the things that sustain your joy and not get caught up in the things that are so fleeting and um you know, our, our clients are our clients, but they're not our life. And it's okay to say no to in, increase the things that are like healthy for us. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I love it. I don't know where to end it. Um, I hope everybody has a great day today and cheers. Cheers, Mel. Hey, it's Mel here. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. And if you did, if you could take the time to leave us a review via our podcast, that would be amazing. There is a section below um, after you've listened to the show that you can rank our 
show and you can also write us a message of what you thought of the show, that would be great because the more reviews we get, it allows other people to find us more easily on this platform. And we want to keep creating content for you. And in order to do so, we need the love and support. So if you can take the time today to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you.